Now, people have been waiting for this podcast for, I don't know, when's the last time we did a podcast, you and I? It's been a little bit. I think you and I did a slob podcast back before there was even a pandemic. You haven't been on that in that long? No, I think we the last one I did was with the, the Roker one. We Let's did see. A, we, did a, we did an original Roker where we tested the video out. And just you and Roker were on, and I was on the, uh, the audio. Hmm. Well... We need to talk right. about we need to talk about some very important business that you're you're do you want to talk I'm, about what happened here or what? I, I'm going through life right now. Life is happening. <laughs> I'm I'm having a life moment that is not fun. Um so my wife and I and my son, we live on the southwest burbs of Chicago. The uh it was originally Oak Lawn. The place that we were living in, they uh did not redo our lease, they wanted to redo it and and, and do all sorts of stuff and charge people more money. So we had to look for a new place in an adjacent area called Chicago Ridge. We found which is like which is like a blo- like you turn the corner, you're in Chicago Ridge. Yeah, there's it's it's it, there's literally a golf course that separates the village from one village to another. The place that we moved in, it's right across the street from a golf course. It's got a nice walk through park. The kids got a place to run and play. And we thought, all right, for about a year, we could do this place. If I could tell you that I would much rather visit hell than live in this apartment. <laughs> well, your first week there, didn't you have like a feud with one of the neighbors? And then the first week here, the first week here. Now, again, I'm in radio. My wife does morning radio. So we have a neighbor upstairs who is the head of a condo association because these are condos and people rent out these places as apartments. But it's genuinely a, a condo, which whoever lives here and they bought a place here, I feel bad for them. Anyway. This lady's car will go off at any moment of the day because guess what? Not 20 feet away from this place is a train. The alarm the alarm car. goes off, you're saying? Yes, the railroad will go off and her car alarm will go off every time. So three, four times out of the night, her car alarm will go off. And I've asked her once. I'm not sure how this, if this can even be answered, but I need to ask it as a husband and a father who's, who's being woken up at all hours of the night. Is there a way to limit the sensitivity of your car? And that spurred <laughs> one of the biggest feuds that has ever taken place since Randy Macho Man Savage accused Hulk Hogan of having the eyes. Oh, yeah. I see your eyes, Hogan. I see your eyes. I see the way you look at Elizabeth. It has gone to police. I've, I've had to get the police involved. I've had to get, you know, multiple witnesses involved. It has been crazy. Now there, there's that portion of it. There's the wait, train. but then wait, wait, hang on. But then was it just your windshield got broken the first then time? I, I had to buy myself a new. I had to buy myself a new car because the car that I had was uh, was going and the engine went down. So I went and bought myself a new car. And within three, the first three weeks, the back windshield got smashed. <laughs> but how was it? Was it a golf ball? No, no. The, the, do keep in mind that if I park my car in front of this place, I do run the risk of getting golf ball smashed into it because. There is no fence and there is no net that separates the golf course from my car <laughs> or my apartment for that matter. Sometimes you'll hear a golf ball smash the balcony uh, bars and all of a sudden you want to hear four, you'll just hear a ping. And my son will run up and go, ooh, it's a red golf ball. And my wife and I look at us and go, 
we've got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We've got to get the fuck out of here. So then my wife, her car, went down the, the same road. And by the way, since we lived in this apartment, we've had crickets coming in. We've had <laughs> I've had mice come in. I've had, you know, pretty much every kind of plague that <laughs> not on Pharaoh has been issued to us as well. But did We've you ever had, wait, hang on? Did you ever find out what happened to your your windshield or what did you say it was no, the back? No, it was the back windshield. Our, my car was the only one, but I'd heard now again, this is the end this is a dead end that we live at. So there is it is a hotbed for all types of illegal activity. When I first parked my car here. Wait, what do you I, mean by that? Are dead ends known as illegal activity centers? Dead ends. <laughs> yeah, dead ends in where railroads are. There's a lot of people that just come over here. They smoke weed. They sell drugs. When I first got out of my car, <laughs> uh, I used condom right where the little parking cone is for my parking spot. I used condom was there. And it wasn't like an old rubber. <laughs> it was like uh, an hour ago before I cleaned this parking spot. Somebody was getting their freaking dick off. Well, base, think about it. Like, if you, let's say you're dating a girl and she lives with her parents, right? And you're like, oh, let's go to the dead end and hook up. Dude, I mean, I, park- I, I, and I get that. I get that. But I'm, I'm going like, to park my car in the dead end. But, <laughs> but if I understand this, shouldn't the police? Well, apparently not. They know about it, but there's nothing they can do. So today, I'm sleeping in. My wife just got herself a new car last week, a new used car. And we get a knock on the door at about 7.30 in the morning from the lady who we were having a feud with, but I was able to put bygones be bygones aside. Because now you, I, you smooth things over? I had to smooth it over because I was like, there's way too much bad karma in this place, and I can't deal with the death looks from this lady, which is a whole nother podcast. So, Base, do you, have to, do you have to overcompensate with her now? Or are you like, there she is. There's no, no. Gooned or, 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 or Peggy or whatever her name is. No, actually, Jill, she's good for that. She's, she can keep a conversation flowing with anybody. And those two talk, and I, I don't even say anything. Just, hey, how are you? And that's it. And Jill can do it. Jill, Jill's very, I mean, she's a folksy one. She can, she can talk anybody's ear off. You throw her in a room with anybody, and she can charm people. Mm-hmm. 7.30 in the morning, that lady knocks on the door, and she goes, I am so sorry to tell you this. And according to Jill, she was shaking uh, very upset and said, your car has been vandalized. I hear this. Jill goes, Dan, I think our car has been broken into. I look up, and you would think that my car was in a freaking demolition derby. Yeah, like Bigfoot and Gravedigger drove over it. Yeah, and like at the very end, they had the flaming car, like spearhead the whole thing. Like the front windshield smashed. Rear windows, both of them smashed. Back windshield smashed. The two back tires slashed. The all the window areas were dented in, so those would have to be replaced. And this is your wife's car, right? My wife's car that we got for a week, haven't paid one payment on, has been total. So you just bought the car. The first payments due like August first, August eleventh. Okay, I, we, have, we have we have over a month to go pay this to even put a a, a, a payment on it. Now here's a scumbag scam from insurance companies because I've seen this before. What they do is, if they don't want to pay. To get your car completely fixed, they do what's called totaling out the car, and that's what they did with Base's car. They yeah. give you a check for the quote blue book value, but which we all know when you fucking drive off a car lot, the blue book value goes down. Whatever you paid, the blue book value is thousands of dollars less the me- the minute you leave the lot. Well, not only that, but when you buy a car at a dealership, they're not selling it to you at a blue book value. They hike it up because they need to make a profit. So you have both of those going at you at one time. 
So they just want to pay what the blue book value is, which has gone down already, and they don't even want to fork over the remainder of the money. Now, so your I car has two broken windshields. They, they, they pounded in the doors and stuff. They slashed a few tires. That is not enough damage to total out a car. To total out a car, you should have to get hit by a train, in my opinion. And they well, here's the other thing. The guy calls me and says, "Hey, listen, the reason why I, you know, I, I got your, your, you're my case, but I can't come to you because my wife has been exposed to COVID. So I'm going to need you to take the pictures and do a video and just kind of show me what it is, and I can make the judgment from there. And I did not know. What I thought, a dick. I thought totaling out meant you're, you're going to come me a check for more than the car is worth, and I can just go buy a new car. I didn't realize. No. That start nickel and dime process. It basically means you're fucked when you hear they're tolling out your car because you basically lose your car and you're not given a new car. Now you have to start all over again with it. Luckily, you just started paying it, but still. Well, we lose the money that we put down on it. We lose the money from the old car that we traded in for it. I guess at some point they said that there's a tax situation that we get to actually use towards the next car, which would be, I guess, kind of around $1,000, he said. And there's a gap insurance that's going to help kind of do things because, you know, when you buy a car, the first 30 days, there's a pretty decent warranty on it. And then to make things even kind of level it out a little bit more, I guess there's like a title and dock fee. I guess a hot $300 they're going to give back to us. So, base, despite the financials and the awful situation, why was your car destroyed? I don't I think that, to be honest, uh, this won't surprise you one bit, but there are people in this apartment complex that like to party, Abe. There are people that are in their 20s that like to do drugs and hang out and party at all hours of the night. And I think that sometimes because their parking spot is right next to mine. And I think that then they're always you can always hear people fighting and you can always hear things going down. You know, when there's heavy drugs coming through an apartment that not everybody gets. along. So your neighbor, Hugo, maybe the three guys that destroyed your car, they thought that it was Hugo's well, car. And Hugo was banging like Michelle or Letty or oh. whoever. Or they could have shortchanged on some drugs and given them oregano. Who knows? But the long and the short of it is that they had a car that looks like almost the car that my wife has. And we think it was a mistaken identity that, oh, it's that guy's car. And they smash the shit out of it. But I, I would think that when they smash the one window and they go, huh, I don't remember those guys having a car seat in there. <laughs> they didn't notice that. They were too busy destroying it. They were too busy smashing it. So I'm like, oh. now your neighbor who you said he heard it and he, he like grabbed his gun and went outside and they were running, right? Yes, he said there was three young kids that were running with How Matt. young were they? He said about 15, 16. Oh, they were that young? Yes, but the problem also is, is that it wasn't like they hit any other car. And there's a back parking lot of about nine cars lined up. It was just mine that got the denial. Base, wouldn't this, be, wouldn't this be an awful way to find out that your wife is cheating on you? Like, well, let's... let's at least- but at least that would be some sort of explanation. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. If you found out, like she, they're mad because she like dumped whatever side piece she had, and now they're destroying her car. Ugh. Or Again, maybe they think you. There would, part, there would be a part of me that went, "Okay, good. That has nothing to do with me, and I'm safe. <laughs> I'm get a divorce. But at least I can sleep tonight, knowing that nobody wants to kill me. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe they think you're like the guy. That's hooking up with, you know, uh, uh, Rodica or or Stephanie or whoever. Maybe wow. they think you're the, oh, that's the guy. That's He lives there in apartment three or whatever. And I know where he parks. Let's destroy his car. Again, at least there would be some explanation as to just 
the randomness of this. Is there a chance that your wife said something rude to those people when they were walking by one day? No, because she holds her mouth, and uh, if anybody's going to be talking trash, it's it's me. <laughs> Let's face it. But she's I'm only had the car for, what, a week? If that, yeah. Saturday would make it the one week. So based on that, how would they ever know it's your car? That's what I'm, yeah. you know. Exactly. Exactly. But, you, I mean, the way it was done, Abe, and I'll, I, we could post it on, on Facebook. I could I could post some pictures. I got it. It was It was done as a message. It wasn't like... Let's do some random violence. Get out! Get out of this apartment! No! I mean, anything but... I, I I was looking to see if anything had been carved into the car, like some sort of message as to why my car was so... was crushed. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, you totaled a car. I can't... I didn't even know you could do that with a baseball bat. You would think you would have learned your lesson when the first time your windshield got smashed, but you're still there. Or, or no, you would have learned your lesson you, you when not. the... The mice took over your house. Believe me, we've been trying to find new places to live. But once we started thinking, okay, we can move into this place, all of a sudden the pandemic comes down and nobody wants to see anybody anymore. Now there's virtual things. So now we're back on the hunt. And it's just one thing after the other. This place, I don't know if it's this place, Abe, or is it me? Am I cursed? Am I cursed? Am I the one (laughs) with the dark cloud like in the cartoons or thunder and lightning just... Keep striking me and everybody else is okay. It feels like it. I don't know. But you got you to get my boy DJ, your son, out of that place. Well, and the funny part is he looked at it and he's like, oh, no, your car. Can I have oh. some eggs? Can I have some eggs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids don't really care. I mean, if you think about like I'm thinking I was thinking about this earlier. When I was a kid, I was completely oblivious to everything. Number one. Raiders Zubas were my dress pants. Like, I specifically remember wearing Raiders Zubas to awake. Wow. And Sam, my... Your mom mom really checked you at the door. Well, it's like, oh, put on... Like, it was either that or sweatpants. That's all I had. I had a bunch of skin-tight, ass-riding black sweatpants. I think I had one pair of blue. And then I had, like, nine pairs of Zubas for some reason. What a look. Because they were comfortable. I remember wearing sweatpants until, well, it's almost my almost middle school. I didn't have jeans until like seventh grade. Yeah. I, I, I was like, the sweatpants were just so comfortable. Well, Why think about it. Could you imagine how embarrassing it would be? Like Sam and I walked in. He was wearing Bills. That's even worse. I was wearing a black t-shirt and black Raiders Zubas. So they're black. and They're like zebra, they look like. I walk into a wake. I, I know that look. I know the look. Everyone else is in suits. I'm wearing Zubas. Like the nerve, like the nerve of me. The problem is that your mom didn't stop you. Your mom went, he's okay. Well, she was probably, she was probably always disgusted with the way I dressed, but it's like, that's all I wore. Sweatpants and like White Sox t-shirts. But your mom didn't go, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going to that. But there was nothing else to put on. It's like, (laughs) I didn't have any dress pants or anything. Well, the, the, then this sounds like a podcast that you go in a different direction on a different day. <laughs> your mom did not have any kind of just in case black pants ready to go at, at any moment is uh, is another discussion. DJ's got enough as a dress. Well, DJ pants. DJ dresses like a human being. Like you have him. You, like you you've taught him to dress normal. He's got more fashion style than anybody I know. I'll tell, I'll tell you this. He comes home like when he goes out. He he changes his clothes three times a day, and every time it's like. That's actually a better looking outfit. Nice job, dude. <laughs> I, I wore the, like when I was his age, I wore the exact same t-shirt and pants 
for three weeks straight, even sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> right? When you're five years old. You don't know. He's all right. The band's out again. I like that shirt. Well, I, I mean, I remember my brother and I would be like, oh, you owe me. Like, I wouldn't take a shower until he took one. I'm like, you owe me a shower still. You owe me a shower. So, like, we wouldn't, because we hated shower. Shower. I remember my feet were so black and dirty for my, because I was a ring bearer in my, remember that, that, that picture of me in the tuxedo? Yes. I was outside playing. I fell on the curb. I had a big hole in the knee of those, of those tuxedo pants. And I was then, gonna say, I remember vividly a picture of you like five years old in a tux. That's the one. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But that day I fell on my knee and the whole, I cut the knee open on, on, on the pants. And then my uncle had to wash my feet in the tub because they were black. Uh, because you're, you're a little I kid. Know you know, that look. Do you remember? Now, a little bit later on, I, I did start showering like every day. At, like, I don't know. Probably the same time I started wearing jeans. Yeah. Like, seven, but, like when you start actually noticing shit. No, when, when the first time a girl goes, are you still wearing those sweatpants? And you're like, <laughs> and then you realize that she's hooking up with a dude who's wearing jeans and like a button up like flannel. You're like, oh, I'm just late to the party. The, I, guy, the guy with the carpenter jeans on with the big yeah. hammer holder. Yeah. And, and like, uh, it already has like a pierced ear. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that guy's <laughs> on a different level and I'm, I still look like I want to fight He-Man. <laughs> Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. My man. Because it's Friday. Hallelujah! You ain't got no job. Let's do it! And you ain't got shit to do. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. The Abe Cannon Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was like, I don't know, 14 or whatever, when I when I had started the daily showering, we used to play, do you remember playing basketball 16 hours a day sometimes? Oh, God, yes. Me and uh, you know my buddy Ari, we would... Literally go and we would play basketball at the Jewish Community Center in Connecticut. We would play for eight, nine hours. We'd go to his house. We'd eat dinner and then we'd go play basketball some more on his driveway until like midnight. Until like, yeah, 11, 12 o'clock at midnight. And the next day, we'd get up at seven in the morning and do it all again. Like, no, the recovery time was nothing. Oh, it's crazy. We, I mean, we had a rim behind our garage. So we would just go back there every day and we'd have games every day. And it was when White Men Can't Jump was out. So we'd have the Brotherhood Tournament. Ah, so you do a lot of uh, <laughs> just like talking <laughs> shit about each other's mothers and like that's all it was talking shit about mothers and then playing basketball for like 15 hours. But I remember I would play basketball for hours and then I would go in the house and we, we had central air. So I would lay next to the vent with my head two inches from the vent. I would take a, a, a pillow off the couch and I would lay there next to the vent for like two hours. And even if my like grandma had people over or my mom, I was laid out on the floor with my head like two inches from the vent. What and I didn't spectacle. care about anything. What a spectacle. <laughs> it's just disgusting. I remember going to what Subway. Remember when they had three for 10 foot longs at Subway? Yes. This is when well, I was down the middle. And they what? They used to cut the sandwiches down the middle. With yeah. My fit. They, yeah. They, they, like now they cut it like sideways before they would cut the, the lid off. And it, yeah. I liked it they better like that. I, that was my favorite way to do Subway. In fact, we should go to Subway and be like, can we get old school bread cutting? Yeah, and can you also take this god-awful newspaper, like, weird paper, like, the wall coverings and put back on those old subway maps? I really like that. <laughs> I like the subway map. I'm not a subway. Yeah, that was awesome. But I remember they would have three for ten footlongs, and I would eat three. When I was, like, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, I would eat three footlongs. Oh, my God. How, how do you eat three footlong subs? And I wasn't even fat. 
Abe, I was able to I was able to go to the Old Country Buffet and go for four rounds. Four rounds. Well, that wasn't much of a feat. I've seen you at Fogo de Chao. We we do more than four rounds at Fogo de Chao. Our trick, our trick at Fogo de Chao is still the pit stop. We call it. Yes, it is still the number one move. And every time we talk about it, somebody tells us thank you. And <laughs> it probably is. And actually, I was going to say this: you've given two of the best advice of all time. Your your life hacks is number one in the Fogo de Chao. What you and I did was actually you and I would go round for round, and in the middle, one of us would go to the bathroom and relieve it and then the next person we go but wait hang on base you're forgetting a very important part go ahead what do you do when you come back you don't just walk away if you make a big scene with your phone yeah no well, you oh, here, look like this what? hello hello i did oh, john john oh god john. hey base i'm sorry i gotta take this call oh and then you tell the re- you tell the girl up front too. be like hey i i gotta take a call i'll be right back you turn towards the bar, act like you're talking. You dart into that beautiful Fogo de Chao bathroom, and you know it's called Fogo de Shone or something like that. I'll it never is. call it. I'll never call it that. I it's my favorite restaurant in the world. I'll call it whatever they want me to call it. So you go in there. It's a beautiful bathroom, clean, always pristine, tons of toilet paper. When you wash your hands, it has those cloth napkins. Everything that's beautiful. How you know, that's how you know you're at a pristine bathroom when it's cloth napkins, not just a paper towel. The nice sink, like not those disgusting sinks, not not the sinks that you just like put your hand under and it starts running like a real sink, real sink, real sink. And you can hear every time you're there, there's a guy in there like just mopping the floor. Oh, it's beautiful. So anyways, every time I go in one, I see a guy mopping the floor. I know this is going to be a good experience. So then when you come out, you have to be on the phone and act like you're wrapping up the conversation and you say something like this. And I'm actually holding the phone while I'm doing this for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, John. You know, I'm I'm here with my colleague right now. We're having dinner. Could I could I call you? You know, I've been talking to you now for 37 minutes, John. If we're not going to get this deal done right now, I got to call you back, John. John, I got John. Please, we've been talking now 38 minutes. Please let me call you back after I'm done. I'm 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 eating dinner right now. So you make by now we actually went in there for lunch. So like exactly. So then everyone around you is like, man, that guy's a mover and shaker. There's no way he was taking a 37 minute dump. <laughs> you, know, you actually checked your phone. You have 37 minutes logged into the World Series of Poker. <laughs> yeah, and then you're and in the there. Reason, the reason why you actually came out of the bathroom is because your fro- your uh, your phone froze, and you're like, oh, I might as well go get some more food now. Then when I come to sit down, then you head into the bathroom pit stop. You take your turn, come back. Now, the question is, when you go I'm in there, do I... Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I got something in my teeth. I'll be right back. I'm going to grab something out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but the key is to make a major announcement. Just like, I mean, when I go to Jersey Mike's, right? I've, I've told this many times, but it's like, if you want a disgusting sandwich, you don't want to be... You don't want them to think it's for you, which I'm sure they, they 100% assume it's, it's for you until you bring up your dad. Oh, yeah, my dad wants extra mayo. <laughs> but it's like, wait a minute. You're here just to buy a sandwich for your dad and not yourself? It's the only way to roll. It's, it's so I'm like, oh, yeah, he like, no, I'll put more on. He like, and then you have a fake conversation with your dad. What do you want, dad? Oh, he said extra mayo. What else? Oh, wait, 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 wait. On top of Mike's way. Okay, yes, we want Mike, Mike's way, too, and more mayo. Thank you. <laughs> Then you're like, no, no, more. Like, how would I know he wants more? Oh, he likes a lot. 
He likes don't, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. So, anyways, we go to Fogo de Chao. I do that. Base goes in the bathroom, takes care. Now, you, now here's what I like to do because I like to eat with base. I'm not going to fill up while base is in the bathroom. In fact, it gives me more time to relax. Like I come out of the bathroom. Because you don't want to be, you're like, oh, God, I'm just waiting for this guy. I mean, I don't want to keep being without him. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have a couple bites. You know, I mean, I'm not, what do you think, I'm crazy? <laughs> That's when I go to the salad bar and go, you know what? I need to change the taste out of my mouth because it's 100% blood. <laughs> Maybe something with balsamic is the way I'm going to roll. <laughs> All I'm tasting right now is blood. I taste blood and steak sauce. What can I change this out with? Yeah. So I'll sit there, I'll wait. Then when base comes out, woo, it's game time. Round two. Ding, ding, ding. And we're just going nuts. Round two is beautiful. Then, because, you know, I have some bathroom issues, I think, when I eat that stuff. That's base. I do give you compliments for being able to hold on longer than me. When we're together, I always get to go to the bathroom first. And and I thank you for letting me do that. But, Abe, here's the deal. You eat as if it's the last meal you're ever going to (laughs) eat. Shove it down like piece after piece. I'm like... Food Network style, like no, you're like, not. This, oh, the crust. You eat like oh, wimpy. You eat. You eat like wimpy from Popeye when he's eating burgers. It's like two, three <laughs> bites of burger. Like the uh, the the Simpsons where Homer's in hell and they just keep feeding him donuts. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never seen this happen before. Usually, you stop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, what were you saying, base? What was the other? Were you gonna bring the up the Panda Express one. thing? The second one, the Panda Express. No, the 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 second life hack. Not just food hack, but life hack. And I've used it, and my mom actually used it today. What? When you're not happy with a service. Oh, retention. Yeah. Phone, you ask for the retention department, no. and their entire job is to make sure you do not go away, and they want to make your life happier. And if you find yourself, and, and I've, I've learned this now because the cable has the internet, and they will do they will do this game. If you get to, it's not customer service. Don't ask for customer no. service. If you get customer service, they do this trick now where they say, okay, I'm logging into your Wi-Fi from here. We're going to troubleshoot it. Give me 24 hours to troubleshoot, and we'll give you a call back. And they don't because their job is to make sure you get off the phone, and they want to hang up your your order number. That way it looks like they're handling you. And if you're having problems understanding the person who answers the phone, you hang up immediately. But wait, base, here's another technique. You don't want to just hang up because they put notes in there. Oh, he yep. called. I said, they'll put some bullshit in there. Here's what you do. Base, you be the person. Just talk normal, Just but we'll pretend like I can't understand you, okay? Hi, Cable Network. How can, what can Hello? 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 Are you there? Hello? Hello, sir? Are you there? Hello? Sir. Click. So if someone answers, you don't say, hello. There is a problem to that one now because now because of, and they'll let you know in the message, due to COVID-19. Our call times and wait periods are a lot longer. Oh, and you're they, right. Oh, yeah, it is a two hours. So when you get somebody, you're like, maybe I've actually done the volley game. All right, can uh, could you send me to somebody else? Give me in this department, and then they'll they'll throw you this way. And go, oh, I'm sorry. And then when you get to that person, because by then, when they send you to somebody, it's a lot less. You go, is this the loyalty department? No, this is customer service. Oh, can you send me back to the uh, the loyalty department? I have a uh, an issue with my disconnection. And then they throw you back, and then you get someone new, and then you say, and here's the words my brother added. My brother did add something to it, Abe, and I think you'll like it. They say, sir, they'll, they'll say, um, ah, this is so-and-so, you know, what can I, how, how are you doing today? And you go, I am not happy. Oh, I don't oh, do that. Weird. See, I don't like that at all. 
but it, it works. It works. I'm, I'm going to recommend to everyone listening: do not do that because what I oh, like to works. do. Word, I'm not happy. They instantly want to make you happy, and this is how I got free Showtime going right now, buddy. Oh, is it because no one cares about Showtime and they're well, just giving it to everyone? If you can get your service to work and get an added pay channel for free, I think it's a win. It's a win. Yeah, but base, you were going like seven, eight, nine, ten hours on the phone. That's the least they could do is give you showtime for a well, what do you have for one month? No, not always. Some of these guys there's one guy goes, That's all I can do for you, sir. Goodbye. And hung up on me. Damn. So if you, don't, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't get straight to the point and you tell these people you're not a happy customer and you've been there longer than they go, Well, I see you've been here a customer of ours since 2001 we thank you for that sir <laughs> let me and tell you, you open it up. let me tell you why i don't do that because i like to immediately get on their side i'll be like oh how are you doing today john oh it's great talking to you oh how's, how what, where are you at arizona yeah i'm in arizona how is it there is it nice out yeah well it, maybe you can help me out here you know i've been with uh you know whatever comcast or direct tv whatever dish network if you have that shit uh i've been with you for 19 years and um my bill's two hundred and eleven dollars. You know, everyone else is paying ninety seven dollars. Anything you could do for me? Because I'm, I'm actually after these nineteen years, I'm actually thinking about switching to Directv. No, no, don't do that, Abe. Good thing you got you. You're, you called the right place. You called the retention department. You know what? You know how we do it here. So, so what did your mom do with my retention department tip? How did what did she, she work, work out? She has does her cable. She's in a she's in an independent facility because she has a bad hip. So she has the option of either going free non-cable, which is the worst channels in the world, and they don't really work, or she can have Comcast, where she can have her... It's free internet at her place. Ooh. So she just needs the cable. So she got the cable, called them up, and, and for some reason, the cable was out. And they did the... Uh, she called. She was on for two hours. They said, we're going to trouble. She will give you a call within 48 hours. Never called. She called back. On hold for an hour. They did the same. We're still working on it. We'll give you a call when we know. And then I told her the trick. Woo! And you say to them, and I even said, listen, I'm going to say this to you guys. I don't even need the cable because they're providing it for us. I just enjoy your guys' service. If not, I'm going to go ahead and cancel this right now. Next thing you know, today, she just texted me a little bit ago, Abe. The guy came over, switched out the cable box. Everything's up and running. Nice. See, I like that. That's how we roll. Abe can't can't provide. (laughs) I was going to say this to you, too, because a lot of people don't really understand. People hear you, and they they, they hear you on the radio, or they kind of know you. Like, if your buddies with me and your friends with me, you may have met Abe, or you've you've heard stories of Abe, and if you heard him on the radio or things we've done, Abe is naturally just funny. Oh, thank you. Whenever whenever I'm in the car, and I'm driving home, and I just feel like I don't want to listen to anything on the radio... I just want to talk to Abe. And for that 25 minutes, I will laugh the entire time on my what, drive. What, what am I, a fucking clown? You call you me are, You call me to laugh? You know, what the fuck? You are here for my amusement. <laughs> thank you for it. You know how many times I have been, like, angry about something? I will call Abe for 25 minutes. We won't even talk about what I'm angry about. We'll just talk trash to each other, talk trash about other people, do nine movie lines and able to do about 90 impressions for me. And I'm good. I think, I I mean, if you think about it, it's a rarity to have a friend that you talk to on, like besides my mom and my girlfriend, you're the only person I talk to on the phone on a regular basis. You you too. You're, you're my, my wife, my brother, 
and my mom and my brother my brother sometimes but but you look at my yeah if you look at my my brother and i we mostly just text but it's really between my wife and my mom my wife my mom (laughs) and maybe something work and then i'll see abe and i'm always like it's it's like what it's like a vacation for my brain like like real life doesn't exist right now i'm i'm on abe time and whenever i have to say to you okay i gotta roll out i'm like there's a part of me that dies inside so like i gotta deal with life shit now I got to go to my car. It's smashed up beyond repair, and I got to figure out how to get out of this place. I'm glad so I can't. Can... realize when I say to you, all right, I got to roll. Stay up. Just know a piece of me goes, aw. <laughs> I'm glad I could provide that service, and I've even brought your I, – I went as far as buying a Cookie Monster puppet just to make videos for your son. You are a real DJ. DJ loves you, and I think he's only seen you face to face. Me want cookie. So I, I do a pretty good cookie monster. But he already knows it's you, which is the best part. He goes, "That's Abe just doing Cookie Monster," and I really like Abe. Like he knows, <laughs> he knows the gig is up. He knows that it's not the Cookie Monster. But not only does he love it, but when he hears your voice, the same smile that comes over my face. What I call you, he knows for whatever long you're going to be on there, entertainment is happening. Do you guys, when you guys talk, could he spell yet? Um, eh, kind of. Not. I, I mean, Jill and I, can, we spell everything out if we don't know what I'm going to know. That's what I'm saying. Do you guys do that still? Is that still oh, something? God, yeah. <laughs> so like, there may be a time where you're like, hey, we're thinking about going to the Z-O-O, but I don't want to tell him in case we, we, we don't. <laughs> I don't want to get close. Because he's... Because, Kids remember everything. If you say, like, hey, I'm thinking about taking you to the zoo to see a tiger, well, guess what? You just hooked it in his brain. Now, let me ask you this. In 2020, with technology, okay, why wouldn't you just text Jill and say, hey, Jill, check your text messages? Because there's times where he's on that phone, or there's times where we're going back and forth, and there's times I just have to say it out loud. I want to, like, you know, let's just, I can talk faster than I can text. Do you spell out swear words when you're around him? No, we try to we try to take it like like we always pretend like we're on the radio around him. What do you mean? If you pretend you're on the radio, you'll talk in an FCC voice. If oh, I see you're saying. You know when there's an open mic, and you know when somebody else is cursing, and you're like, ooh. So when you say when you say, hey, Jill. Every, every now and then, like if something like say we're in the fridge and I go to grab like a drink and all of a sudden I knock over like a container full of onions, you're like. Ah, I heard the whole. <laughs> well, so when you're when you're around DJ, right? You'll be like, "Hey, Jill, D O Y O U W A N T T O G O T O D A G Z O O." I won't go that far with it. It'll just be the one word. So you'll It'll be like, "Hey, Jill, do you want to take him to the Z O O?" Yeah, or uh, hey, uh, Uncle John is talking about uh, if we want to go to his place, or maybe we should go. Uh, maybe we could all go to a uh, miniature G O L F I N G. <laughs> Doesn't he put that together? He has no, to put it together no, that you're saying no, miniature. No, you, you, you think about it. I mean, you don't. You don't need to do a lot to throw off the trail of a five year old. Let me ask you this: Do you ever? And by the way, while you're doing this, I'm serving him chicken nuggets. So nice. his brain already is already switched over. Do you do you use his speed and his youth to your advantage yet? For instance, with my little brother, my little brother's seven years younger than me. So when I was you know thirteen, he was six. So I had a lot of years there where I could take advantage of him, where I'd be like, Mike, go in the kitchen and get me something to drink. He'd be like, no. I'd be like, go, one, two, three. And then oh. I, would, I would do a countdown, and he would sprint into the kitchen every time and bring me back a drink. I could look at DJ, and he knows that I want him to grab me a bottle of water. And he'll be like, 
They're like, Dad, but I'm comfortable. I'm like, you know you can get back in three seconds again in that position. And I'll be like, you're right. No, but here, I want you to try this with DJ. you got to start doing a countdown. Five! Four! But here's the thing. The countdown is really for punishment. (laughs) you got the count of three to get in your room. And pick up that mess. No, but this is a fun countdown. This is like, remember when you would, remember? I don't want to, I don't want to cross the swords if you don't want to. But wait, hang on. When you would play basketball, remember you'd always take that last shot. You'd be like, three, two, one. And you would shoot it at one. Yes. Okay. This is a game. I don't want to cross the street. (laughs) I want you to try. Please try it once. I don't want to, because I like where if I need to be serious with him and I give him a real countdown, he knows that it's like. Like a punishment can happen. Mm, I don't like that. See, I'm not good at punishing, so I would never do that. Well, that's why Uncle Abe will probably <laughs> and Dad, Daddy Levy, Daddy Base will stay Daddy Base. But see, I'd like, I, I'd really like for you because it's a fun game. Because I will, I will say this, like it's weird. I always, I think I'm more strict on DJ than my parents were with me, and I don't know why. Well, probably because you're more afraid. Because when we were kids. You would just stay outside all day. There were no cell phones. You would do whatever you wanted, and then you'd come home at some point, and that was it. Now it's like you're, everyone's worried about kidnapping, molesting, all kinds no, of no, stuff. But it's but my, my mom was a lot more, more looser with us. I mean, your mom, I mean, for all, she lets you guys go to Awaken Zubas. That, 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 that describes <laughs> how, how lenient it was. But my mom would be like more, oh, learn. He's having fun. Don't get too serious with us. I think I'm just more serious with him because I just want him to turn out to be a good person. And there's so many different ways that if you just let a kid kind of do what they want, it's weird that I'm like, I don't think my dad and my mom ever really raised their voice to me. And here I am, like, walking around like um, Uncle Phil, like Will Smith just stuck on You know what I mean? <laughs> Will? You going to be a man, Will? You going to act like a man, Will? You get out of here right now! Then, he start, then Will starts crying. <laughs> yeah. How come he doesn't want me, Dad? How come he doesn't want oh, me? Oh, remember that? Field? I don't even want me. Come here, son. I learned, how to shave. I learned how to shoot a jump shot. I got a pretty damn good attitude, did I, Uncle Phil? Could I tell you, I learned every life lesson from black TV fathers, from Uncle Phil. Remember Rock? Yes, and Carl. Carl Winslow. Uh, Carl Winslow. And Carl Winslow. Yeah, that's, that's the third one. Carl Winslow taught me the most about life. <laughs> I would add in Heathcliff Huxtable, but he didn't really. All I learned from him was how to eat hoagies and like. I have to and, say, and it would be pretty cool to work from home. <laughs> yeah, it, wait, hang on. Was that office in his house? Yes, it was in the right side of the stairs. But are you sure it was? Because sometimes I felt like he was in a doctor's office. No, the, oh, occasionally they would show him in a doctor's office when he had to deliver a baby. But he would have patients come to that right side of the stairs. Okay, that's what I thought. Because at one point, I thought it was also like, because then like a nurse would come in out of nowhere, like Dr. Huxtable. Yes, but I think that was like when they really like, when they would like show him, I got a, I got a hospital delivering a baby. I don't think it was ever like, they would just randomly show it. I don't know why. It was remember weird. when Sammy Davis Jr. was on and he couldn't read? Mr. Pelomino, do you remember that one? Right. That's right. Mr. Pelomino, he's like, all right. And then it was so like real sad that he couldn't read. It was, he's like, I can't read. I forgot I forgot about that episode. But I have to say, nothing looked more delicious than... Do you remember when Heathcliff had the dream where yeah, where he was delivering the baby? Food. Yes, and he, he delivered a hoagie, and he would have that giant... That, he would have a chocolate soda, and I was always like, what is a chocolate soda? <laughs> and then he'd always have that bowl of chips. The bowl of chips, and he would always have the hoagie, and I, oh my god, it looks so good. What's with the people who take the chips and put it in a bowl? 
Like, just leave them in the bag and take the ones you need. Because the problem is, sometimes when you leave it in the bag, you finish that bag. You don't finish a bowl of chips? No, sometimes you can finish a bowl and you go, you know what, maybe that was enough. I'm going to let you. <laughs> they have left you around a full bag of chips and it's gone. I'm, I'm actually pretty depressed with myself for a little while. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll just bowl it out. If I'm hungry again, I'll, it'll take effort for me to get out of the, out of the uh, couch and pour another bowl. And I may not want to do that, so therefore I'm losing weight. <laughs> I, I think this was plenty. Uh, seven handfuls of chips. That was good. That was good. Even though the bowl was, was bigger than the bag, I feel better. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, the ch- it, it is weird. I think kids today, it's a much... It's, well, just with social media and everything, I think, I think we were born... Like, you were born in 1980. I was born in 1981. We were born at the... I say this all the time. At the absolute perfect time. Because, number one, we were around before the internet, before cell phones... Before everything, like I used to memorize, I, my old phone number growing up was uh, seven seven or three one two two eight four two three nine two. My aunt's number was seven six seven two seven five five. Like I remember those numbers. I knew I, everyone's address. I would walk. I would walk to my friend Joe's house, who was like four or five blocks away. Hey, is Joe home? No, he's at Adam's house. Then you walk six more blocks to Adam's house. Oh, is Adam? Uh, is Adam and or Joe or Adam here? No, they're at Greg's house. It's like. You'd walk around the neighborhood to go find your friend, and you'd always end up finding them somehow. And then there was no problems. And now, I mean, I mean, luckily, DJ is one of the kids who does not really, he's not really into the iPad. Like, he doesn't have games, and a lot of kids do by his age. He just likes to hear music and play with his cars. So that's the only thing he really likes it for. But it's interesting because they'll be like, Dad, can I watch the movie Cars? And I'm like, I'm just going to put the movie on. Back in my day, I used to have to put on HBO and hope to God Superman was playing right now. Oh, we, and if you yeah. did it, I would watch whatever movie it was just to make sure the next movie was going to be Superman. Now, one thing kids are missing out on is Ill- Ill- illegal cable. Everyone in my no, neighborhood Ill- had illegal no, cable. I didn't have it until I was older, until I got to college. Oh, no. And that, cable, that cable box was awesome. In fact, my friend's dad, who was a police officer, he would see the guy up on the pole. He'd be like, all right, here's what you're going to do right now. I'm going to pay you right now to hook up my cable, and then I want you to go over to uh, the... Uh, two blocks away, there's going to be a guy named Abe that's going to meet you in the alley. Awesome. He's going to give you fifty dollars, and I mean, we would give them their rate. Remember that they would they would like walk through the alleys, and they would be like, "Hey, do you want cable?" I'm like, "Okay," because it would get cut like every three years now or that, something. Now that's a Chicago thing. When I lived when I was growing when I was in your age around like the your middle school area, I was in Connecticut. They didn't have that. Okay. I didn't have guys like that. I didn't know anyone that who paid for cable. Awesome. That would have been awesome. No one paid for cable when I was yeah, a kid. We, if I didn't have the pay-per-view, I had to watch Squiggly Marks of WrestleMania and hope to God that in six months they had it for rent at Blockbuster and I got to go, oh, so that's what Mr. Elizabeth <laughs> Exactly, like. yeah. You wouldn't, you're right. You wouldn't find out what happened at the Survivor Series in 1994 until 1995. You would, no, you would know what happened, but you would have no idea what it looks like. And when you do, you're like, God, that looks so much better than the Squiggly Lines. Where my brother and I were hitting that one button that went from A to B, A to B, A to B, hoping that it would unsquiggle for a couple of minutes. See, the great thing is my friend Danny Gaga had the black box, so we would go there for every pay per view. Danny Gaga, that guy had everything. The black—he—he's the only person who had the Nintendo games that he didn't have to blow into. All of his games, oh, they would I, just I, go I, right I, in. I like nine Nintendos. And, and you'd have Q-tips, you'd have alcohol. We'd have, we had a, like a whole workshop set up to try to get a Nintendo game to play. Danny Gaga had his games. Remember when you would go to a video store, they'd have those little plastic 
containers for yeah. the games. That's yeah. what he kept his games in. Oh, every time I talk about Danny Gaga growing up, I hated kids like that. It's like Danny Gaga. Where did you even get these from? I loved it. Danny Gaga. That that, that was the way to live. A black box. I hated kids like that because again, you'd go through the holidays like, man, I got the worst gifts, and he's like, I got a Nintendo, an Xbox, a PlayStation. And a <laughs> You go see the bulls. Like what? I didn't even get like I, I got Brutus the Barber beefcake from three years ago, still in the box. How did you get the front row tickets to the bulls? The only bad thing was Danny Gaga when he got Sega CD. He's like, we would sleep over at his house. He's like, uh, you guys could only play Sewer Shark, and then we'd have to watch him play all the good games. Oh, that's. I got to rock and roll to another gig. I want to do this again. All right. Well, let's wrap this up, base. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'll holler. Well, I guess I'll talk to you later tonight when you call me. Oh, I was going to say, don't worry. There'll be a, there'll be a phone. There'll, there'll be a, your, your phone will ring in about 20 minutes when I'm in the car. <laughs> all right. Later. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.